I was born next to my mother She sang me to sleep and I grew to adore my father As he drowned in a drink and I know that I should be grateful For the things they taught I was raised to be so damn faithful I didn't need a god Time is crazy My grandmother made up a lie of her life when she died what she gave me a necklace that came from the sky said my grandfather made it Out of gold and a diamond that always reminded him Of what life could have been So when I say I love you I wanna mean it Cause I say a lot of things that I don't mean Having made the mistakes of a mother Still it's harder to breathe when you're low and you're deep underwater Stay faithful, remember what you love So when the world gets painful, you become your own god I could daydream, sit back and think of a mythical life But the season's changing The tragic thing is that you can't live it twice So I try to be braven Tell her that we'll meet again, that we met before But I'm not really so sure podcast that I did myself where I wasn't uh, a guest of the amazing Mark and Holly I was I was going it on my own I recorded it alone um, when I sent it to Mark I asked him to do an intro and I said I I feel I feel awkward or nervous or something asking I f- I didn't feel I felt the echoes of every rejection I'm cleaning while I do this. I feel like I have to tell you this. I'm cleaning while I record this. And the reason I'm doing that, and I I noticed this recently. Christina Sutra posted uh, 
something about her cleaning thoughts or whatever. And I'm cleaning while I do this, and I, and I want to talk about cleaning because I have been known to say, and I've been known to be told that I hate cleaning. Hate cleaning. Ugh, hate cleaning. It's not fucking true. It's a lie and a half. It's more than 100% lie. It's like way more than 150. It's, it's the biggest lie I have. I actually love cleaning. I love rearranging. Do you remember when you had all those little pieces of things? Maybe, like for me, it was all the doll parts, all the doll houses, all, the, all those little pieces, all the... I'm going to say it from my experience, and some of you will resonate, but let's say you played with, you know, whatever, whatever you grew up playing with, or, or maybe you didn't have this experience, and you can, you can visualize it through me, but all these little, the shoes, I remember these pink heels, and they had just one strap over the toe, and they were so healed, how Barbie's foot was really, really healed, you know, she was up on her toes, and I don't think Barbie made me have unrealistic standards. I think Barbie was a manifestation of our desires. We wanted something to play with that looked like that. There's a reason they sell, they're collected. Nobody's doing it to us or making us do it. It's not a flaw. We're attracted to beauty. Do you think that's a bad thing? When I sat there with all those little pieces and they were so cute, I never thought, oh, beauty's a bad thing. I should play with, play with more, I want to say uglier things, right? Because that's usually the opposite in our head, but I think what people are looking for is more average things. What you can more expect. Just, just look at what you can expect. Don't put your expectations too high. I've never equated those two thoughts, but they're the same vibration. They're coming in the same line. And I, I want to talk about alignment because that's what that is. That's all alignment is, is, is lining yourself up and you do it by accident. This is no effort. You don't do anything. Don't do anything unless you're already doing something. If you're driving right now, don't stop driving. Don't be an idiot. From this point, moving forward in my podcast, let's assume the don't be an idiot rule. I assume no liability for your actions whatsoever. You are um, either an adult or someone near one over listening to the to the young ones having this go into their subconscious as mom walks around and cleans the house i guess it could be dad too but it's probably not in my experience when toddlers are young playing around the house and there's a podcast going around me it's the women that are doing this the men are listening to music and this might make them kind of smarter it's probably why they they can move bigger things is because they're not thinking so much and that's not all men I'm stere stereotyping I'm generalizing from my own experience because if I don't language and talking gets quite heavy tedious it takes forever to say anything because I'm correcting and perfecting and if you've ever read if you give a mouse a cookie it's an American book I believe it might not be but I'm pretty damn sure very very common worldwide by now I have a feeling in our interconnectedness and in the book if you give a mouse a cookie what happens is as a small boy gives a mouse a cookie and the narration is going as if it's warning him and they say if you give a mouse a cookie he's gonna want some milk fair enough we understand the mouse we'd want some milk too and if you give a mouse a cookie he's gonna want some milk and if you give him a, a mouse milk he's gonna need what is it a napkin or something and it gets to the point where 
the mouse needs all sorts of things, one on top of the other. Each leads to another need, and I don't know if the message of this book is never give a mouse a cookie, or, or if really the message is be prepared, because you're not going to do one thing and it's just going to stop. Every need's going to create another need. Every want's going to create another want. And we can, we can spend thousands of years, which we already have, trying to defeat this need and this want. And we can make sure that we at least pretend in front of other people that we're wanting nothing. My baby smiled at that one. He likes that. We can pretend in front of other people. We can go around and in front of other people and we can make sure we don't say the F word. Because that'd be bad. Have you ever asked a school for a list of the words you're not allowed to say as if you're not familiar with them? What would happen? There's so many assumptions we all make about how each other are raised. That we're somehow all growing up in the same little cookie cutter Sesame Street home. And I, I think if you're not aware that that's not what happens... I mean, really on a visceral level, because we all know. We all went to our friend's house and saw some fucked up shit. Or they came to ours. And let me tell you, here at Open Lines Radio, I think the word inclusive is failing me a bit. We don't give a fuck what your story is, or if you use the F word, or if you have dyed hair, or mohawk, or if your tattoos are labeled satanic by someone or even you we don't give a shit i'm speaking for everybody here i'm taking the goddamn microphone i wasn't raised thinking that uh we'd be punished for anything we did here necessarily i i i thought hell we're we're clearly responsible for our own shit clearly all we can control are our own actions And, you know, I don't know if we're sick of me talking about this or if I, or if I've never really talked about it. And that's why I keep getting this, eh, don't talk about it, everybody's sick of it, um, kind of thing. But going Christian as an adult and trying to believe, it's really difficult to keep a straight face. And I don't want to sound like a dick. And that's why I don't talk about it. Because when I talk about it, I inherently sound like a dick. Because somebody is feeling that same thing that I just felt that says, don't talk like this. You are going to piss people off. And when people are angry, they are fucking dangerous. If there is a way around that, I am looking for it. Let's be able to make people angry without anybody threatening physical violence over it. What if we could disagree without dueling in whatever manner is era appropriate? I think the Stone Age is really interesting and we don't understand it the way we think we do. I think calling it a Stone Age is even fucking retar- I can't use that word anymore. I'm sorry, I grew up in the 90s. Everything just feels equally offensive to me. Like, what's not... I don't know. I grew up a woman, we still all say bitch. And I know it's all different, and it's all layered, and it's... 
cultural and it's we don't want to hinder or hurt anybody and we want to be able to use the words literally no matter what they are but damned if it doesn't slow us down and when we're really comfortable and when we're with our own friends and we're with people that know us that know we wouldn't hurt anyone or whatever it is <laughs> did you drop that block there you go when we're with them we talk different our voice sounds different. The things we say are different. We still have to protect ourselves to such an intimate level, but maybe we don't. We don't know yet. I was watching this documentary on the Stone Age. And the history we know of humans is really interesting because what's always alluded to but left out is that Here's this progress of humans and Egypt and they get to Egypt and then they say, and at the same time, there was another group up north. I just recently saw it um, done on uh, stories from the Stone Age. It's on Amazon Prime. And I don't know how accurate anything is. I know I watch a lot of documentaries about the era though. And what I do is take common threads and things that resonate. And I haven't even really gotten in the magic of energy work with this. And I don't know if I will. We're going to see where it goes. Because I'm not afraid anybody's going to hear it that shouldn't anymore. I used to be extremely afraid of who would hear me talk. It was okay if they heard me, but not those people. Because their anger made a difference in my life. And it wasn't one direction. And all of us have multiple places where the opinions flow from. The things we would say to ourselves if we were like that person. If we really take in the fact that every archetype, if you've read uh, anything about archetypes, but uh, Carolyn Mist does a really, Caroline, Carolyn Mist does a lot of really cool work. Uh, the book Women Who Run With Wolves. Amazing. Diane, Urban Siren. Um, she didn't write it. She just talks about it a lot. I just always think of her. Um, if we realize that all these archetypes are in ourselves, we understand tarot really easily and quickly. And vice versa. I think tarot is our kind of our... I think that's why tarot scares the shit out of a lot of people in power because you realize they're not that powerful when you start studying tarot. And you realize that because as these cards come up and they are a stationary thing as we know it, they are as physical and stagnant as it gets. If we do not move them, they don't move. I can hear all my tarot reader longtime people going, oh, the hell they don't, blah, 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 blah. As physical as anything gets, as much as anything gets, they're there. They're like a book, separate pages, thicker. <laughs> we love all this. The baby's just going crazy, super happy right now. These tarot cards are, are a journey through the phases and seasons of life. And if you're familiar with tarot, you know this. Or you don't. And you've never thought about it this way. And either one's okay. We all have these wonderful blind spots where we can learn from each other. And I, I really picture everybody as like these 
Trivial Pursuit kind of pie piece collectors. We're just gathering. Because we know whole is the goal, right? We know that. If you tell people always separate, it's immediate panic. We know whole is the goal. Why does that sound dirty to me? Can I blame the 90s again? But if you learn tarot and you learn these archetypes and you can start identifying the people around you and the role that they're serving to bring out of you. So I talked before about the Christ crisis and I didn't talk in depth about it. I never have. Um, but essentially what this is, is a era of life, a season of life. <clears throat> I am coining the Christ crisis. And this is when shit gets real big and you are unequipped. You are very well equipped, but you don't have the tools yet to handle this. Whatever, whatever thing you need to move past this, you're not finding. And you need a hero. And that's okay. You need a hero and Jesus is here. And it's okay if you need a woman hero. He's got his mom. He's got Mary Magdalene for you rebels. He's got a little bit of something. For me, it was John the Baptist. That was my doorway into Jesus. Love John the Baptist. I don't know why. Would I live like him? Fuck no. I really like, really like what we have spent thousands of years building. I like our heaters and our air conditioners and our misters and our TVs and our tablets. I like them. And I think there is not enough evidence to condemn them. I think I have a lot of evidence of what good they can bring. I can't imagine my life if I had not connected with the people that the internet has allowed me an avenue to connect with. I am looking forward to doing November again this year. We did the first one, I believe it's 2015 it says, November 2015. That can't be right. I bet it's older than that. Has it only been three years? The hashtag still works. It's no like K-N-O-W. And it's a tarot challenge. So if you actually, this is a great opportunity. I hadn't really planned to talk about this at all, but I think that this is a really cool way to go. If you are just starting at tarot, if you've done tarot forever, this is equally as valuable in my experience and from what I've heard from other people. We've done a, I think, a few tarot challenges since then. But the first November was really, I would say, what brought um, all of us together, brought uh, Mara Kali, me, and our whole, our whole shebangy crew that just took Periscope by storm. And then we all took that energy in our separate directions and are all building this really interesting, cool fucking network of shit all over the continent. Um, but come, come, uh, come do November and walk through the, er the, the, the archetypes. Tarot isn't uh, more or less magic than like doing dishes is. Um, tarot is the same as getting in your car and starting it. Um, it has the same magic. <laughs> like, you, if you're going to believe tarot is evil, everything's evil, because it's literally just printed cards. And if uh, Ouija boards were killing people, we'd all be fucking dead, because they're sold by the millions. 
So just remember that everything's the intention you put into it. And if anybody talks shit to you, remind them it's not the 15th century. Um, we are not the documentaries you've seen on TV, the quote unquote documentaries about hauntings. Um, if you're scared of ghosts, if you're like me, <laughs> I know it seems counterintuitive to do a, be, a, be a medium who's scared of ghosts, but you know what? When you're a kid, ghosts are fucking scary. And when you're an adult, ghosts are fucking scary. And why do they only appear at night? Huh? You want to tell them? Because there's no light in the air that blocks them. Light is a living molecule. You can look this up on the Google net. Light changes when it's seen. It was very, very hard to get a photograph of light. It took them a long time because light changes the minute it's seen. And it can be seen through a number of mirrors and still changes so quickly that they couldn't get a picture. And so I think it was like seven mirrors or something it took before they could get a picture. It had to be so fast because it's still noticed and changed. Isn't that just incredible? So ghosts appear at night because the air is not full. There's space that allows. So as we're moving into the darkness and the ghosts are coming around more, we've done a little, I've done a little bit of mediumship on a Periscope. I haven't done any on Instagram live. I don't know why. Just hasn't worked out that way. I've done less than I thought I was gonna do, which is fine. It actually worked out quite nicely. Tomorrow is uh, El Halloweeno. Sal Wynn, spelled Sam Hain. And we can all celebrate. All right, I'm gonna go get ready to do November. I haven't um, actually been doing that much tarot. I haven't posted readings in a long time. Um, come follow me on uh, Instagram if you want to do November uh, between blue worlds. All right. I absolutely love you all as per usual. That doesn't degrade it. Just know it's, it's real, man. We're all here. The moral of the story is The story is till your arms fall off, till your abs get hard, and your moral of the story is till your hands go numb and they cramp in the fans and the stands. Of the story is right till my fingers look like a bouquet of roses. You gotta bring yourself your flowers now in showbiz. Focus, it's quiet, coyote. Come on, let's go, kids. Everybody get together with a study buddy and then talk about the fuck that I don't give because it's so big. Explosive, but a lot of people don't live. They don't ever get a motive. If you got a goal, you gotta hold on to what hope is. If I didn't have it, I would ask you where the rope is. Work is my church, and so the studio's the closest. I spit it sick until my cootie flows the grossest. Don't be so pissed, just be focused on your own shit. Cause we super Californialistic, sexy, and we knows it. You're not my Venice, cover number one, not a top five finish. You can have a chicken pot pie, but I'm thinking that I'm gonna have another can of Popeye's spinach. I'm a Rottweiler. Pop my collar when I pop my fur, you're on my nerves But mark my words, gotta put a leg up and then mark my turf Work, 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 work Moral of the story is Work, 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 work And the moral of the story is Work, till your arms fall off Till your abs get hard And the moral of the story is Work, till your hands go numb And they cramp like the fans in the stands
work or beef I just work until I'm black and blue and burgundy Burgundy, work until I earn that rich mahogany Honestly, can't you tell I'm working? Bitch, don't bother me Show some modesty If you're watching me Bitches, anybody in my way, it's not misogyny But if you're blocking me I will soon defeat you I will build a bridge above you Or I'll tunnel underneath you I will eat you and excrete you And I'll feed you to the flowers If I need to, I'll go through you And absorb your fucking powers I put in hour after hour Let's be crystal Clear. I'm gonna get there if it takes a day or 50 years I'll finger bang my fears I'll fucking punch a dragon Even with the Himalayas in my way It's gonna happen Cause waiting doesn't work And praying may not come through And hoping doesn't work So I will be the one to Work, 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 work. Moral of the story is Work, 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 work. Moral of the story is Quasimodo. No weirdos rock the bells as hard as me since Quasimodo. Quasimodo.